Welcome to this week's class in Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the David Avdi, King David, my servant. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas Vayigash in the year Tavshin Lamed Beis, exactly 50 years ago. The Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of Hey Teves, the fifth day of the month of Teves in the year Tavshin Nun Beis, 30 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse of the prophets that say, David Avdi Nasi Lahem my servant King David is going to be the prince of the Jewish people forever. This this verse is weird. It comes in this the Haftorah of this week's Torah portion, Parashat Yigash. So I'm ask a simple question. Seemingly, what's the connection between the Torah portion and the Haftorah is that both of them speak about the connection between Yehuda and Yosef. In other words, in the beginning of Parashat Vayigash, it speaks about Vayigash Elav Yehuda, and Yehuda comes to Yosef, and the Haftorah says, take one stick and write Yehuda's name, take another one and write Yosef's name, and bring the two of them together, and you'll, they'll become one nation, Yehuda and Yosef will become one nation, and they'll have one king. So seemingly that's the connection. But if you look more specific, when Yehuda approaches Yosef, in this week's Torah portion, it comes out, Yosef, so to speak, on top of Yehuda. Yehuda's approaching Yosef, who's higher than him. A, in approaching him, and as Yehuda's coming to Yosef, because he needed some, he, he needed something from Yosef. He needed him to 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 uh, to, um, to to free Benjamin, and also the way Yehuda speaks to Yosef at Tzadik. What does he say when he speaks to him? Be Adoni, please my master. He calls him a master. Let my servant speak. And the fact is, Yosef was the king over everybody, including Yehuda. So in the Torah portion that comes out, Yehuda's on a, Yehuda, Yosef's a very high level, and Yehuda's approaching Yosef. In the Haftarah, was it come out? The Abdi David Melech and David Abdi, my, my servant King David, is going to be the prince over everybody. So in the Haftarah, just the opposite, that Yehuda's the one that's in charge. Yehuda's the big man. Now, the fact is, <clears throat> these verses are weird. It's in the Haftarah, Parshat Vayigash. And then in the Haftarah comes that Yehuda's the one in charge. And Yosef, so to speak, on a lower level. But since the Haftarah, we know they connected to the Torah portion. And since the Haftarah, it says clearly that Yehuda's the one in charge. Yosef's coming to Yehuda. So obviously, in Vayigash Elav Yehuda, even though superficially it looks like that Yosef's in charge and Yehuda's coming to Yosef, but the fact is, you must say that there is a, a, a underlying message here that really Yehuda is much higher, because that's the connection with the Haftarah. Otherwise, what's the connection? However, when it says by Yigash, I love Yehuda, Yehuda is coming to Yosef, so to speak, Yosef's higher. So obviously, that's in a revealed in a revealed way that Yosef's higher. Yehuda is coming to approach Yosef, but obviously, in a, in a concealed way, in in a hint way, Yehuda must be higher. And in the Haftorah, it spells it out in a revealed way to show you that Yehuda is higher. Okay, so what the Rebbe is saying is as follows, to recap in a clear, in, 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 in what the Rebbe is saying in short, that the Haftorah is usually connected to the Torah portion. So if it's connected, the message of the Haftorah has to be the message in the, in the Torah portion. Since the message in the Haftorah is the way Yehuda is much higher, so, and in this week's Torah portion, it shows seemingly Yosef's higher. Obviously, there's an underlying theme that really Yehuda is higher. And the question is, where do we see that? And I was going to explain that in this discourse. Now, 
to go a step further, the Rebbe says, this idea that we're saying, that by Yigash Eilav Yehuda, so even in the revealed way, Yosef's higher, Yehuda's approaching Yosef. But in a concealed way, there obviously is a component where Yehuda's higher. And that's the connection to the Torah. The Rebbe says this idea is also self-understood if you look in Torah Ur, which is the classic Hasidic discourse in the Alter Rebbe on this week's Torah portion of Parashat Vayigash in the, in, the, in, the, in the Hasidic discourse that starts Vayigash Elav Yehuda. So he says as follows. He talks about the idea of the base Hamikdash, not the Mishkan, the, the, the base Hamikdash, the temple in Jerusalem. And he says the base Hamikdash was made from doimim, in, inanimate objects. Earth, stone, brick, etc. Not like the Mishkan, the tabernacle, that only the earth, the floor of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, was made from earth. However, there is doimim. However, the walls of the Mishkan were made from tzemeach, things that grow. And the covering of the Mishkan were made from ureos, which is comes from animals. In other words, why Why specifically is the base of Mikdash made from Doimim? In the Mishkan it's made from Doimim, Tzimeach and Chai. And Doimim is the least vitality. But the base of Mikdash, the everlasting temple, why is it made from Doimim? Why isn't it made from Tzimeach and Chai? So the altar explains, because this that we look from our perspective, that Medaber is the highest, then Chai, things that are alive, then Tzimeach, things that grow, then Doimim, so to speak, the lowest, you know, that's, that's how we look at it in called and say the Hishtalshal. So the way things flow, it's going down from Adabar, the highest level, to, to Chai, to Tzemech, so to speak, is the lowest level. But if you look at its source, the source for Doimim, the source for inanimate objects, is actually higher than the source of Tzemech and Chai. Like, for example, there we give an example. We know there's heaven and earth. So when Hashem created... So what did he create first? First he created the heaven and then he created the earth. So the earth comes later. Say the Hishtalshus in the order of the flow of creation. But in its source, what was originally in Hashem's mind and Hashem's thought? He wanted the earth. So even though earth came after heaven in creation, but in the source, earth was first. In other words, the fact that the earth was created at the end shows that in Hashem's initial thought, that's what he wanted. So earth is actually comes before before the heaven in Hashem's thought. As the famous expression is, soif masiv machshava Whatever you do at the end, that was your initial thought. You have an initial thought, but to get to there, you do a bunch of things, and then finally you get the end product. So the end product is what you wanted initially. So the same thing also, this applies when you look at the spheroids, the ten spheroids, we're going to break it down into Zah, which is the Midois, the six emotions, Chesed, Gwurt, Ferris, Netzachod, Yesoid, which is called Zeram from the small face, and Malchus. So that's also similar to Tzemeach and Doimim. In other words, in Seder Hishtalshus, the way the flow of energy goes, so Zah comes before Malchus, the emotions come before Malchus. But in its source, Malchus is actually higher than Zah. And the same thing also, when Mashiach comes, what's going to be higher? Malchus, which is a lower sphere in, in the flow, is actually going to be higher than Zah. Like we famous line that says, Eishas Chayil Ateres Baila. That the, 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 the woman becomes the crown of her husband. Malchus is actually higher than Zah in its source, and when Mashiach comes as well. 
Why? Because when Mashiach comes, what's going to happen is, what's going to be revealed is, that Malchus is actually higher than Zah, because of its source. Now, so that's why in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, so what were the walls made of? And the roof was made of Tzoymeach, things that grow, and things that have life force. However, in the base of Migdash, what was the base of Migdash made out of? Doimim, inanimate. Why? Because since the tabernacle was a temporary abode for God, so since it was te- temporary, so it worked according to the, the flow of energy from the top to the bottom. So therefore, the, the, the floor of the Mishkan of the tabernacle was Doimim, the walls were Tzemeach, and the roof was high. Why? Because in the way things flow in, in natural natural sequence, so things that grow is higher than doimim, uh, things that are alive is higher than tzemeach, so therefore the, the roof is chai in the tabernacle, the walls are tzemeach, and the, and the floor is doimim. That's in a temporary abode. But when you're dealing with the base of Migdash, which is the ultimate dwelling place for Hashem, which is called Diras Kvats, where Hashem dwells in a, in a, in a, in a, in a revealed way, but in a, in a consistent way, that the base of Migdash was like, just like the way it's going to be in the future. And in the future, Malchus, which is connected to Doimim, is higher than this, all the spheroids. So therefore, even the walls and even the roof of the base of Mikdash is all Doimim. Why? Because again, since the base of Mikdash is connected to the future, and the future Malchus is higher, Doimim is higher, and that's why the base of Mikdash was built from Doimim. So the same thing also applies to Yosef and Yehuda. Why? Because we know spiritually Yosef represents the Zoh. The six midos, the small face. Yosef is the tzaddik. Yisoid oilam. Yosef is more connected to the the sphere of Zoh. and specifically Yisoid. Yehuda, on the other hand, is connected to which sphere? Yehuda is connected to Malchus. So today, until Mashiach comes, Yosef is higher than Yehuda because Yosef represents Zoh. He represents Yisoid. Yehuda is Malchus. So in this in, in this present state, until Mashiach comes, Yosef is much higher. Why? Because when you go, you look at the flow of energy, Zah is higher than Malchus. And that's why, by Yigashayel Yehuda, Yehuda had to approach Yosef. Because in this world, Yosef is higher, and he says, Be Adoni. In other words, what is he saying, Be Adoni? That he's asking, please, in me, Malchus, since I'm lower than you, I need you to draw in Yosef. I need you to draw in Zah, Yisoyed. Why? Because in this world, Malchus receives from Zah. So spiritually, what was taking place, Yehuda was coming to Yosef and saying, Yosef, please, I need you to draw within me into Malchus, Zah, and the, and the sphere of Yisoyed. However, when Mashiach comes in the future, what's going to happen? Mashiach comes, what's going to be revealed? What's greater? Malchus is greater. And Malchus, its source is higher than the source of Zah, of, of the six Midas and Yisoyed. So then when Mashiach comes, what's going to happen then is Be'avdi, David, Melech, Aleim, Lo'ilam. King David's going to be the king. Why? Because what's going to be revealed is that Malchus is really where it's at. The source of, of the highest source isn't Malchus. So based on that, Rebbe asks, since, what are we saying? By Yigashayel of Yehuda. That Yehuda's approaching Yosef. And Yosef is what? Zah. The six Midois. Yisoid, which represents by Tzameach, the emotions that grow, which is, today it's higher than Malchus, which is Daimim. But the fact is, if that's the case, that in this world, 
Zah is higher, and Yehuda is coming to, to Malchus, Yehuda is coming to Yosef, that he should bring into him the, the Midois. But the fact is in the Chassidic discourse, where it speaks about Yigashel of Yehuda, he's not explaining about the, the benefit of, of, of Zah. He actually starts by saying, why the base of Migdash is made out of Doimim? Why the tabernacle is made out of Doimim? And what did he say? Why? Because it's connected to the future. So he starts by talking about the power, the, the power of, of the base of Migdash, which is represented by Doimim, which is connected to the future. So since in the Chassidic discourse of Ayyiga Shalav Yehuda, which seemingly should talk about Zah, about Yesod, about the Midos, the way he works in Seder Shalshos, that, that, that Yosef is higher, but he starts by talking about the base of Migdash that was made from Doimim. Why? And because the base of Migdash is a, 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 compar- a, a, a comparable to what's going to be like in the future when Mashiach comes in Olam Haba, and then Malchus is going to be greater than all the spheroids. And since he starts with talking about Malchus, about Doimim, so even on a revealed way, by Yiga Shalav Yehuda, what does it mean? Yeah, he, he's asking that Zosh should come into Malchus. But the fact is, since in, in, in the altar starts with talking about Doimim, obviously in Vayigash Elav Yehuda, in an internal way, in a concealed way, obviously the power of Malchus over Zah, just like it's going to be in the future, is, is, is lying within the message of Vayigash Elav Yehuda. So the Rebbe is bringing a proof now, and a strong proof from the altar Rebbe, where he speaks of the fact Doimim, of the base Migdosh is connected to the future, and he brings it about Vigashel of Yehuda. So obviously, the component, of, in, at least in a concealed way, in a deep way, is that Malchus and Yehuda is much greater. And the question is now back to our, the original question: How do we see that really that Yehud, that Malchus is greater in Vigashel of Yehuda? So now the Rebbe is going to explain, based based with an introduction, that when Yehuda comes to Yosef, and what does he tell Yosef? He says. Please, I want you to draw within me Zion to Malchus. So you, Yosef's on a higher level in the way that's in this world. He's a level of Zah, six midos, Yisoid, and he says, please, be Adoini, draw energy into me, into Malchus. So what does he tell him? Why should you do it? And he says, Kikamoicha Kaparoi. So what does that mean? What is the connection? The reason why you should draw energy into Malchus is What's the connection? So Rebbe explains, according to Kabbalah, and he explains very powerful, and he says as follows. <clears throat> Yosef represents the six Midas. He represents Zah. He represents Siyasoid. Yehuda represents Malchus. Say the rich style, just the way the, way the flow of energy goes, the six Midas are higher than Malchus. So if Yehoshev is busy taking his powerful energy and bringing it into Malchus, it's called a Yerida. It's a downgrade for Yosef. Why should Yosef do it? So obviously Yosef, Yehuda had to tell him why he should do it. So Yehuda explains to Yosef, on the contrary, by, by going ahead and providing the six Midois, providing this, the Yosef into Malchus, you're going to actually be elevated. Why are you going to be elevated? That's like a code word that you're going to be elevated. What's the connection? You're going to be elevated. The Rebbe explains like this. On a spiritual level, what is Paroi? Paroi represents in the spheroids. Which sphera? The highest sphera. The level of Kesser. And we know Kesser is above Ishtalshlus. In the flow of energy starts, Ishtalshlus starts where? From Chachma. The ten spheres, that's the flow of energy. Intellect to emotions, into Malchus. 
what's above the flow of energy of Yishtalshus, the way things flow from, from one to the next, that's Kesser. Paroi is connected to Kesser. And that's why we find interesting in the Torah, what does it say? When Yosef con- con- uh, collected the, 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 the money from the Egyptians, and he says, you're going to give a fifth to Paroi, and four hands are going to be yours. So what's this fifth to Paroi, and what's four hands? So they explain the coin to Kabbalah very simple. What is the four hands referring to? It's referring to Chachma Bina, and Zer Ampin, and Nukva. Which means Chachma Bina, we know the two intellectual spheroids, and Zer Ampin is a six Midois, and Malchus. In other words, the four that you keep, Chachma Bina, Zer Ampin, and Nukva, intellect, the, the, the two levels of intellect, the emotions, and Malchus. That's yours. However, the Chamishis, what's the Chamish, what's the fifth? That's Kesser, above the charts. That stays with Pari, that's for Pari. In other words, and there it goes even a step further. <clears throat> first, what do you have to do? First, <clears throat> you give Chamishis Laparoi, the fifth goes to Pari, Kesser goes to Pari, and then afterwards the four becomes yours. Well, the four is mine. I'm just giving away a fifth of Paray, but the verse doesn't say that. The verse says you give the fifth of Paray, and then the four becomes yours. Why is that? Because when you give away the fifth of Paray, which means when you connect to Kesser, which is above Ishtashlus, what happens then, even the four, <coughs> which is yours, of Ishtashlus, you have it on a whole different level. You know, it's Chachma Bina, the six Midas and Malchus, that's ours. That's, what we, that's, what, that's how the world operates. But when we connect to Paroi, we give Chamishis Laparoi, Kesar, Babish Tashlos, then there becomes an elevation in intellect and all the emotions. And like the Rebbe brings in the Zoya, the Zoya says, what is Paroi? Paroi is this Pariu, this Gali, Minei Kol Mahirim. What does that mean? And the Rebbe explains. What does it mean that Ispariu? It's going to be totally, um, totally revealed. All the lights are going to be revealed. And Rebbe explains when when you draw in Kesser, which is above Ishtalshlish, which is represented by Paroi. So then, all also the revelation, things that are revealed. What are the things that are revealed to us? Levels of Ishtalshlish, Chachma Bina, and the Zer Ampin and the Nukva, the two levels of intellect and the emotions and Malchus. Then what happens is. Then they also get from the level of Ispariu, from the Kesser, which is from, from ab- above nature, above all the levels of Ashtashlos. Now, Shabbat, one second. What are you saying? When you connect the Kesser, so then, then, then that above Ashtashlos comes into Ashtashlos. But the fact is, that's the way it normally flows. Generally speaking, all levels of Ashtashlos, the four, the four, four hands, Chachma Bina, the Zer Ampin, the small face, all the Midois and Malchus, where is that? It comes from Kesser, from above Ishtalshlus. <coughs> so, so what are you saying? When you give to Para, you're going to have it in Ishtalshlus. That, that's, that's, the, that's the normal flow. It never explains very simple. Generally speaking, from Kesser into, into the uh, intellect and emotions, into the Zedra Ishtalshlus. So Kesser is not connected to it. It's separate. Kesser is above Ishtalshlus. Like a crown. And therefore, because Kesser is disconnected, so Kesser is above Ishtalshalos, and there's a disconnect, and then you have Chacham Bin Adas, and that's why you're able to have the, 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 the ten finite Midois in a finite way.
what what happens is chamishis lapari means, and then the four will be yours. That the means that when you go to when you connect the paroi, then you're able to bring down keser into the midos of intellect and emotions in its revealed way, and what's felt within the midos, what's the undertone, what's the what's the foundation for it, what's the underlying theme that's felt, that if you you feel the energy of Kessler in them, you feel the level of above Hishtalshos in the, in the, in the Sphiros, and then it's a level of Ispariyu, what does Pari mean Ispariyu, which is above Hishtalshos, so when you give the fifth to Pari, when you connect to, to Kessler, which is above Ishtashlus, the normal way, it's, it's fine, Kesser is out there, and the Midas are down here. But the goal is, when you give to Paroi, then you infuse into intellect and emotions the level of Kesser. Now, how does that happen? How do you infuse from Kesser that all the spheres should feel above Ishtashlus? And that happens through the specific Midah, Yesoid. Through Yesoid, that's what connects infinite to finite why because what is what 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 is the level of yesoid yesoid is the one that actually gives everything into malchus and in order for yesoid to connect to malchus that comes through kesser so yesoid is the one that brings it into malchus coming from kesser so yesoid acts as the bridge between taking from above ishtalsus into ishtalsus all the way down to malchus and this, the Rebbe explained beautifully, that's why Paroi in the Torah. And again, remember, when we say Paroi, what are we referring to? We're referring to Kesser. And he tells Yosef, and who's Yosef? What are we referring to Yosef? Yosef, he knows the media of Yosef. So think about this. Paroi, represented by Kesser, is speaking to Yosef, represented by Yosef. And what, is he, what does Kesser tell Yosef? You're going to be in charge of my whole house. And based on you, the whole nation's going to get stuff. And no one's going to stand up against you. Why? Because when it comes from the from from Pari, which is represented by Kesser, which means not the regular Kesser, but the added infinite light of Kesser that's connected to the world and all the levels of of, of, of all the spheres, including Kesser, has it happened through the through you, through Yosef, and Yosef represented by Yosef, Al Picha through the mouth of Yosef, which is Yosef. Now, but nevertheless, what does Pari tell Yosef? Even though through you, everyone's going to get them, means Kesser is going to come down through you, into all levels of Ishtashos, even in Malchus, but he tells him, Raka kisei egdal memeka, but the cheer is going to be above you. What does that mean, the cheer? So the Rebbe explains very powerfully. This that Yesoid brings in from Kesser into Malchus and in the spheres, that's the level of Kesser which has, even though it's above Ishtashos, it has a connection to Ishtashos. Even though it's above nature, it has a connection to nature. And that's why the revelation of, of, of Kesser is that the the the, I, the components of Ishtalshlas, all the ten spheroids, is in a way of Ispariyu. So you, so it's, that, there's some kind of connection. But when he says Kisei, what does Kisei mean, the chair mean? Ki, what is a chair? That elevates you. That makes someone greater and taller, etc. And it was the component of Kesser, which is totally elevated and not connected to Ishtalshlas, that cannot come in through Yesoid. So in other words, like this. Yesoid has the power to bring in the lower level of Kesser, the part of Kesser which is connected to Ishtalshlis, to come into Ishtalshlis. Yesoid, which is Yoichi, does not have the power to bring in the higher level of Kesser into Ishtalshlis. Only the lower level. 
But that's the Rebbe says that who can do that. Yosef is limited. Yosef is limited. He can bring in the lower level of Kesser into into Yisraelshlus, including all the midos, intellect, emotions, and malchus. The higher level he cannot bring in. However, however, <coughs> when it comes to malchus. Malchus, which is a lower sphere, has a superiority quality over Yesoid. Why? Why is that? Because Malchus, we said the source of Malchus is we're in Kesser. Which level of Kesser? Not the lower level. The source of Malchus is in the higher level of Kesser. Now, in Malchus, the revealed part is Malchus. The source is concealed. How does how does Malchus reveal its source? It reveals it through Zeram from the small face through the Midois through Yisoit. So what happens is when when um, Zah, which is represented by the small face, the six Midois Yisoit, reveals within Malchus its source. It reveals its source, which is basically the essence of Kesser. So what happens then is even Zah gets elevated to to that higher level. Another like this. Yosef on his own can draw in the lower level of Kesser into the spheres and into Malchus. Malchus, on the other hand, is connected to the higher level of Kesser, but it's concealed. Yosef can reveal within Malchus its source, and once it reveals it, it's able to draw in the higher level of Kesser. And then what happens is by, by Zah revealing the, the power in Malchus, Zah is able to benefit from the higher level of Kesser. And that's why Yehuda says to Yosef, beautifully, Be Adoini, be within me, Adoini my master. Ki kabare, which means that when in Malchus, be Yehuda, within Malchus, Adoini, you're going to bring in, Yosef is going to bring in, which is referring to Yosef. So what's going to happen is when Yosef is going to bring within me into Malchus, and you're going to reveal my source, in other words, Malchus is going to get the source of Malchus is going to be re- revealed, which is referring to the essence of Kesser, the higher level of Kesser. Through that Kamoicha Kaparoi, you Yosef are also going to have the, the essence of Kesser within you. So here you see the powerful idea that what happens is this, this interaction between Yosef and Tzadik and Yehuda. So Yehuda is telling him, you think by, by going ahead and, and feeding Malchus. It's a downgrade. It's actually an upgrade for you. Why? Because your avoid is to bring Kesser, the lower level Kesser, into the world, into all the spheres, including Malchus. So you can say it's a downgrade. But the fact is, from that perspective, maybe. But Malchus has the power can reach the essence of Kesser, and by you, but but it's concealed within me. But when you Mashpia within me, when Yisoid brings out, reveals my source. Then obviously you can you can benefit because you'll have from the essence of Kesser, and that's why it's worthwhile for you to go ahead and provide Yisoid into Malchus. Now, so based on this, I've asked now an interesting question. He says as follows: <clears throat> This that Yisoid draws into Kesser is because Yisoyed, what does Yisoyed normally do? Yisoyed provides for Malchus. Look at the spheroids. It starts with intellect, emotions, Yisoyed, and Yisoyed goes into Malchus. But nevertheless, this that Yisoyed brings into Malchus, what we say, it's in the, the lower level of Kesser, the way Kesser is connected to Yishtal 
So what's the big sales pitch of Yehuda telling him, be Adoini? That when Malchus is going to get from Yesoid, so that then the essence of Kesser is going to be revealed, and you're going to draw him from the essence of Kesser. Isn't that what Yosef always does? Isn't that what Yesoid does? What is Yehuda coming? What is the sales pitch? Yehuda's coming with a sales pitch. When you draw Yesoid into Malchus, we're going to get the essence of Kesser. What do you mean? Every Yesoid, Yesoid is always drawing into Kesser. So he can get it without Yehuda telling him. What is Yehuda telling him? What's Yehuda enlightening him? Obviously, he's telling him something deeper. And Rebbe explains very powerful, and this is huge. And Rebbe says, what, he, what Yehuda's telling him is as follows. Not that when Yesoid is Mashbi into Malchus, that's he always does. He doesn't need Yehuda to tell it to him. Be Adoini means as follows. He's pleading with him. Be Adoini, please, my master. It's not that Yesoid is being Mashpi and Tamalchus. That Yesoid has the goods. Yesoid is a teacher. Yesoid is the parent. Yesoid is the giver. The giver is giving in Tamalchus. That's not the point. What he's telling him, Be Adoini, that in Malchus should draw in what it needs from Yesoid. Be Adoini. It, it's a fine line. I want to explain it because this, this is the this is the base of the whole Maimur. This is the Chiddush of the Maimur. And this is a whole novel idea into education, parenting, any type of communication. What Yehuda's telling Yosef, normally you're the giver and I'm the receiver. Okay, you always did that. That's not what I want from you. Biadoni, what I want from you is allow me, the receiver, to receive what I need. Who's in charge? Not the giver's giving. Allow the receiver to get what it needs. It's like the child needs something. Allow me to be who I am. Allow me to receive what I need to receive as a child. A student. Allow me to receive what I need as a student. Any rece- Allow me to receive what I need to receive. Not that you're the giver and I'm the receiver. Because when you're the giver, I'm the receiver. It's all about the giver giving. Here it's all about the receiver, what the receiver needs. The receiver should need what the receiver needs. The receiver should receive what the receiver needs. It's about the receiver. In both cases, a giver and a receiver. But in one, in the first case, the normal procedure is the giver is the giver and the receiver receives. And whatever you receive, you say thank you. Here you are saying, no, no, no. Truth is a receiver, giver and a receiver. And you're going to be the ultimate giver. But it's not about you giving, it's about me receiving. Allow me to receive what I need to receive. Allow me to get what I need to get. Be Adoini. Be Adoini. Please, my master, allow me to take what I need to take. Allow me to accept what I need to accept. Yes, you're the giver, but it's not about you giving. It's not about what you're giving and how you're giving. It's about me receiving. Just allow yourself to be to be a conduit to, to that the receiver should take what it needs to take. Huge. In other words. When you're giving, so it's all about you giving. It's limited to what you're able to give. When I'm receiving, I'm going to receive whatever, whatever I need. And whatever I'm missing, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be totally full. In other words, like this. The revelation that takes place from Kesser that comes into Malchus. When Malchus is the receiver through your side, because it goes through your side is much higher than the revelation that comes from Kesser when Yesod is giving into Malchus. And was, the flow is, yeah, sure, it comes from Kesser, it goes through intellect, goes through emotions, through Yesod into Malchus. 
But when Yisoyed is the one giving it, it's a much lower level. When it's Malchus receiving it, it's a whole different experience, a whole different revelation, and it's a whole different level coming from Kesser. And Derber explains as follows. <clears throat> and Derber's going to explain it beautifully. But this is the main point. Generally speaking, when we're dealing with Malchus, what's the analogy, practical analogy, Chassidus uses to explain what Malchus is? The analogy of a smirus or malchus in our koichus, in our in our uh, abilities that we have of the soul, it's referring to specifically the, the the ability to speak. Malchus peh, like it says in the Zohar, we say it Friday night before before, uh, before Shabbat. Malchus peh, malchus is connected to speech. What's the connection? What's the reason? Be- what uh, the connection between malchus and speech? Because what's the difference between speech and all the other attributes that we have? All the other attributes that we have, intellect, emotions, thought, etc., it's all for myself. You can think by yourself, you can be happy with yourself, you can think about yourself. Speech is not for yourself. The purpose of speech is to share. To share your intellect, your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, etc. Speech is all about the other person. Not only that. When a person has an idea and a thought, you have an idea, it still remains an idea and you it's still your thought, even after you share it. But once you talk and you share something with someone else, the, the, the speech you gave is gone. It's not, it's not part of you. You might have new speeches, but the one speech, once you said it, it's gone. It's disconnected from the person. So A, it's for, speech is for somebody else, A, and B, once you say it, it's gone. The same thing also, a step deeper, Derba says. Let's look at the the speech before you actually spoke the words you're going to say. It was the ability to speak, the koyach, the ability to speak that's within the person. What's the power of the speech? The ability to speak is that you have the ability to go ahead and express something outside yourself and to give it over to someone else. So again, so there's three components of speech. A, it's for somebody else. B, once you say it, it's gone. And C, even a step further, that the ability to speak is also for somebody else. So that's all what in the practical application of, of Dibur, of speech which connects to Malchus. But now let's look at Malchus itself. Malchus is in its source, which means what's the first world we have Malchus? In the world of Atsilas. Before it comes down to this world to give vitality and energy into the world, even Malchus, when it's in Atsilas, where it's all God, but Malchus and Atsilas represents already the fact that it's the source of creation. Just like speech, in the ability to speak, it's all about something else. Malchus, because it's connected to speech, Malchus, even in its original source in Atsilas, it's all about creating the world, which doesn't happen until worlds later. Now, one of the reasons, there says, one of the reasons that the power of speech is actually connected to the essence of our soul. In other words, higher than all the other attributes, intellect, emotions, thought, doesn't go to the essence of your soul. Speech does. Why? Because all the other attributes we have, let's say intellect, emotions, thoughts, what are they? They're just revealing what's going on inside. There's nothing new. Intellect reveals your soul's your soul your soul's perspective, concept, etc. 
So it's revealing the soul. So generally speaking, when you reveal something, it's close to the thing that you're revealing it. So thought, intellect, and emotion reveals what's inside. Now, speech, what speech? It's not about, you're not revealing anything. You're basically going outside of yourself. Your intellect stays connected to you. Your emotions stay connected to you. Your speech is not about, stay, once you say it, it's gone. It's not about revealing what's inside. It's actually the opposite of revealing. In other words, it's not, it, it, you're totally going outside of yourself. You're not revealing yourself. You, you're, you're, the whole point is sharing outside of yourself. Speech is all to expression to outside of yourself. So since it's all about outside of yourself, it's not, you're not revealing something from within. What you're doing is you're actually connect, you're sharing the essence of your soul in speech. So it's not limited to, re, to revealing some kind of layer, a level. In other words, speech is connected to the essence of your soul. And it's connected to the essence, the most deepest concealment part of your soul. The most di- biggest secrets come out in speech. Why? Because you're revealing your whole essence. And was in intellect, you don't have to go so deep. This is my this is how I think, and this is my thoughts. Until you speak it. Your emotions, it expresses, it's it's close to it's very close to home. How you feel, that's that's what you feel. It's revealing what you are. In speech, you're revealing the essence of who you are. Now, Jeffrey explains like this. It's brought down in Torah Ur, which is a um, the, uh, the 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 Hasidic teachings from the Alter Rebbe. Let's look at the earth. Earth has the greatest level of bittel, the greatest level of acceptance. As we see, on the earth, everyone steps on the earth. Everyone steps on it and doesn't scream, get off of me, stop standing on me, you're bothering me. Why? Because earth represents acceptance. Bittel. How does earth have such, such powerful acceptance? I mean... You can step on it, you can jump on it, you can insult it. It's accepting everything. And not only a step further, you, you can step on the earth and guess what? Tomorrow it's producing grass and trees and whatever it may be. Why? Because the earth comes from a very, very high source. As we learned before, that in the Hashem's initial thought, what did he want first? He wanted earth before heaven. So earth comes from a much higher place. So the the greater the source, the greater the acceptance. The lower the source, the less the acceptance, the more the arrogance. So let's look at Doimim. Doimim Sameachaim Adaber. Doimim is the one with the least amount of vitality. Doimim is connected to the higher source. So Doimim has the greatest level of acceptance. Bittal. Why? Because things that grow, think about it, it grows very, very high, it grows arrogant, it's bigger, it's nicer, it's beautiful, etc. That's not, Bittal is not its strong suit in Saimeyach and Chai. We have to work on it. But real Bittal is in Doimim. Now, why is that? Because the, the source of Doimim is higher than the source of Saimeyach. So the source of Doimim has a, Doimim has a greater Bittal. The same thing also, let's look at Zah, the six meters of Malchus. Which, as we said before, is compared to Shemayim and Earth, heaven and earth, and Daimim and Sameach, inanimate and things that grow. This that Malchus, 
is, is able to accept, has true bittal, because the source of Malchus is where? Is in Kesar. Higher than the source of Zoh. Zoh's source is in a lower level of Kesar. Malchus is in a higher level. And because it's in a higher level, then it has a greater bittal. And that's why that the analogy that we use for Malchus in our in our in our nefesh, in our attributes, is speech. Malchus and speech are connected. Why? So what do we say? <clears throat> because the acceptance in Malchus is very, very deep, and the acceptance in the speech is also very, 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 very deep. It's totally accepting. Now, let's look at the acceptance of speech. Why? You know, speech goes to the source of Malchus because it has the greatest amount of middle. Let's look at the acceptance in speech. Why is, the, why is speech like on such a low level and has the greatest acceptance? There's two reasons. Number one is, someone speaks, speak, look at, the, not talking about the, what your person's saying, the, the idea to speak, not what you're saying, but speech. When a person speaks, speaking, there's no quality in speech. You can read someone else's thoughts. You can read, uh, uh, you can read someone else's thoughts, your thoughts. The, the act of speech is, is nothing. It's just it's a delivery boy. In other words, all the other attributes, intellect, you're revealing intellectual ideas. It's brilliant. Emotions, feelings, etc., so there's, there's a quality to it. There, there's a, there's a there's, there's a there's a, a, a definition to it. There's substance to it, etc. Speech is is just it's just a tool. And also, there's nothing quality of speech. Just to clarify again, when we say speech, we're talking literally speaking. We're not talking what you're speaking because you can speak amazing things. You can speak not necessarily great things. We're talking the the concept of speech, just the verbal articulation of the words. The words is nothing. It's words. And the proof is you can say stupid things, you can say smart things. Speech, there's nothing to it. That's number one. Number two is, speech, We, as we mentioned before, why is speech like so accepting? Because speech, when a person speaks, it's easier to sit quiet. Sit quiet, meditate, relax, etc. When you're speaking, I'm giving up of my private time, my quiet time, and I'm sharing with someone else. So speech represents humility. A, because speech is nothing. The idea is amazing, but the speech is just a delivery boy. Delivery girl is a delivery. That's A. And B, you gave up for yourself. Instead of me doing what I want to do, meditate, think, dance, sing, whatever, cry, whatever I want to be busy with, I'm sharing with someone else. So speech represents the ultimate acceptance. B, it's just delivering stuff. There's no really, just, there's just delivery. And B, you're giving up for yourself. So that's how we see practically in, in speech. That in speech, again, it's ultimate of acceptance because A, it's just, it's just sharing words. And B, it's giving up of self. The same thing also applies to the sphere of Malchus. In other words, Malchus... <clears throat> What is Malchus? Malchus is not revealing a certain emotion. Malchus in itself, it reveals other emotions, other intellect. But Malchus is just like speech, it's just a delivery boy. It's not revealing anything that it really has of it on its own. That's point number one with Malchus. And B, instead of Malchus is doing whatever it wants to do, it's busy creating the world, creating people, etc. 
So Malchus and, and, and Deber have both components of the total level of, of acceptance. Now this level, that we say that Malchus is all about acceptance, is actually mentioned in, in the Alter Basic Discourse in Torah that Yehuda, which we said before, Yehuda is connected to the sphere of Malchus. Yehuda represents the idea of Haidoya, acceptance, Bittal, 100% acceptance. In other words, it's deeper. It's not, it's not only acceptance. Yehuda is a whole different level of acceptance. In other words, means you're, you're, you're acknowledging. Bittal's accepting. So Haidoya is even deeper, you're acknowledging. In other words, the, the person is so accepting that you're totally giving yourself up to the person that you're accepting for. Not only are you accepting, but you're accepting yourself into someone else. You're allowing yourself to be accepted by someone else. You're totally giving yourself over to somebody else. Now, so that is what the level of Malchus, which is the ultimate in acceptance. And that's why it reaches the essence of Kesser. Now we're going to go a step further. We all know that when a person has intellect, great ideas, great ideas that you intellectually grasp, and then you use your thought to think about it, and then you articulate it with speech. So speech is just a, it's just a thoroughfare. It's not that speech is connected to it, it's a thoroughfare. It's a pipe that's bringing the, the deep ideas and deep thoughts. But what happens when you take your deep ideas of intellect and thoughts, and you bring it through the, so to speak, pipe, shallow um, conduit of speech, what happens, interestingly enough, when you speak it out, the intellect gets stronger. More than it was before. And more than it was in, in your thought. So here you see something unique. On one hand, we said that what speech is nothing. Speech is total acceptance. But on the other hand, when you use your speech, the intellect becomes stronger. The thought becomes stronger. That's in terms of intellect. The same thing applies with your emotions. When a person, let's say, has feelings of love, those are powerful feelings. But when you share them in words, you speak words of love to someone else, about someone else, love gets, it, 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 it gets increased. Literally by speaking about it. What is, it's a speech verb, but the fact that speech has the power to increase intellect and emotions. And the same thing also, any other medias um, that we have, any one of the three intellects, any one of the uh, six, uh, seven emotions, six emotions, any feeling, any intellect that we have gets increased through speech. What's, now the question is, why is that? We just said that speech is nothing. Why is that? And the answer is because the source of speech is where is in the essence of your soul. Again, speech is really nothing, but the source is in the essence of your soul. So when a person draws down from your essence of your soul into the intellect and the emotions while you're speaking, so one hand speech is nothing, it's a conduit. But on the other hand, it's connected to the essence of your soul. So you're drawing in a higher source into the intellect and the emotions. And because you're drawing in a higher source, therefore the intellect becomes stronger and the emotions become stronger. In other words, to take it a step further, you have intellect and emotions, and you have speech. Speech is a higher source than intellect and emotions. But now when you speak, now when you take your intellect and your emotions, 
and you bring it into speech. So you're connecting to the essence of your soul, but still, and that's why it becomes stronger. But they're saying is that speech itself is still connected to a higher source. In other words, to, 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 to clarify the distinction. Intellect and emotions comes from a lower level. Speech comes from a higher level. When you take your intellect and emotions and bring it through speech, you're getting it, so to speak, from an intermediate level, not necessarily from the speech itself a source. The speech at source itself is comes from a higher level. Now, why is that? Because, the, because when a person has intellect and emotions, which comes from the revealed part of your soul, not the essence of your soul, and when they go through the, 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 your speech, in other words, what happens when going through speech, you're connecting to the essence of the soul through speech, which is the infinite part of the soul, which is able to go down from one level to the next, because as you know, Malchus goes down to the lowest level. But nevertheless, even this component, <clears throat> which is higher than the source of intellect and emotions, because obviously that's why he's able to add into intellect and emotions. But nevertheless, the part that it connects to, it's like the lower level of Kesser. It's, the, it's in, infinite, but infinite the way it's connected to, re, to, rea, to, to, re, to reveal part. But speech itself, which is all about not revealing, it's a speech, it's the conduit, it's total acceptance. That source is in the essence of the soul. Now, so again, just to recap, there's three levels. There's the essence of, of Kesser, which is above Ishtalshus. There's the next level, which is above, but connected. And then there's the reveal part. Intellect and emotions is connected to the reveal part of Ishtalshus. When you take intellect and emotion through speech, it's connected to the part of above Ishtalshus, the lower level where it's connected to Ishtalshus. And speech itself is connected to the essence of the soul, which is connected totally above Ishtalshus. So based on this, Rebbe explains what we brought before from Torah Earth and the Alter Rebbe, when Yosef, when you when Yehuda says to Yosef, "Be Adoni," and what we explained before, he says <clears throat> that within me should come in what from Yosef, not that Yosef should the Mashpia into the Makabel, but the Makabel should receive from the Mashpia, even though technically it's the same thing. But no, on, on a spiritual level, it's much deeper. What he's asking is, allow be adoini, allow Malchus to receive what it needs from, from Yosef HaTzadik. So asked one second. Yehuda's asking from Yosef HaTzadik. Why didn't he ask him that he should draw in into Malchus? Why did he ask specifically he should be the receiver? Allow him to be the receiver. Allow me to be the receiver rather than you be the giver. So Rebbe said he's going to explain this base when it's known we know there's something which is called oiris and kalem, lights and vessels, which practically in the spheroids, it's zah, which is the light, and malchus is the vessel. Attach names to it. Yo- Yosef is zah, Yosef is the light, and Yehud is represented by malchus, the vessels, compared to light and vessels. Now, <clears throat> when light comes into a vessel, why is light coming to a vessel? light wants to be contained in a vessel? And the answer is, because the source of the vessel is higher than the source of light. Now the light knows it. The light knows that even though it's a vessel, but the source is much higher, and therefore it's willing to go into the vessel. So the light is the light, the vessel is the vessel, which is limiting. But the light knows the vessel's source is higher than the light, and therefore it's willing to be contained in a vessel. 
Why is that? Because what is light? Light is all about revelation. So therefore, the quality that the vessel has from its source, that when the light goes into the vessel, it's going to be able to connect to its infinite source. Why? Because when the light comes into the vessel, go, it's, even though it's going to a vessel, but it's connected to the infinite source, and by going into the vessel of all the vessels, like whether it's intellect, emotions, malchus, through that, the light, which is infinite, higher than Caleb, in a revealed way, it's able to go down from one world to the next, Bria, Yitzira, Asira, until it comes down to this world. So the same thing also, that's what light and vessels. The same thing applies with Zah, the six Midas and Malchus. Why does Zah want to give energy into Malchus? And we know you cannot give if you don't want to. Anytime someone gives, you have to want to do it. You have to be inspired, you have to want to do it. In Hebrew it's called Ratzai. There's no flow of energy without Ratzai, without will. Will is key. So why does Zah want to go into Malchus? Because it feels, and it realizes, it recognizes the quality of Malchus, that it's in its source, it's much higher. In other words, what it feels is, that when, when Zah goes into Malchus, so Zah is going to reach a higher level. Why? Because through Malchus, it's going to go from the world of Atzilus and the world of Bria, and the world of Yitzir and the Asiya, up into this world. So therefore, Yehuda tells Yosef, Be Adoini! I want... That when Zah comes into Malchus, not because you're going to benefit from it, not because Zah is going to be complete, you're going to have to go down to Bria, Siyah, Siyah, and you're going to benefit from the light. No, no, no. I, the goal is, again, the key difference. I want that Malchus should be the recipient. Be Adani, don't do it because you're going to benefit. Do it because Malchus needs it, because Malchus wants it. Don't look what you're getting out of it. Don't look what's in it for you. Look because Malchus needs it. And then if you do what I'm asking you, I'm asking you to give to Malchus because Malchus needs it, not because anything you're going to have any benefits. So you're going to think, I'm losing out. Why should I do it? So he tells them, no, no, no. Because when you do that, then then you're going to have such an elevation, you're going to go not to Kesser, the lower level. You're going to go to the essence of Kesser. Because the, the part of Kesser that's revealed into Zah, when it comes down from one world to the next world, that's the part of, of, of Kesser, the infinite part of Kesser, which has the power to go down to one, to one world to another, which is referring to the, it's the lower level of Kesser. You're shortchanging yourself. You're getting from the lower level of Kesser. If you're doing it because you're benefiting it, you're only connecting to the lower level of Kesser, which is a very high level, but it's the revealed part. And you're, only, you're missing out on the, on the inner part. But however, when Yosef at Sadiq, which is Zah, is going to give into Yehuda, which is Malchus. Not again because you're going to benefit, but you're doing because Malchus wants to be the receiver. Be Adoini, that's his request. Then you will have the revelation of the essence of Kesser, the infinite part of Kesser, the higher part of Kesser. That's what Yehuda is begging Yosef. Don't help me because you want to benefit. Help me because I need the help. And when you help me because I need the help, what's going to happen is you're going to get from the higher level of Kesser, the infinite part, the essence of Kesser. So I'm ask a simple question, one second. You're coming to Yosef HaTadik, which is represented by Zah. Zah is all about revelation. What does Zah do all day? It's giving. It's giving. It's all about revelation. And giving, 
and 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 it's and it's giving to Malcha so that it can get more revelation. It could do more and more and more. Yosef in in his bones, it's all about revelation. How are you going to convince someone that's all about revelation? He should do something not for a revelation. Where's the prophet? I should do because you want it. I'm doing. I, I do things because I want to do it. I want to be the giver. So the question: How is Yehuda able to impact Yosef? Be Adoni that he should give Malchus what it needs because Malchus needs it to be there for the child, to be there for the student because what the student and the child needs. It was to draw down gifts and blessings, not because you see a benefit, not because you're going to have anything for it. How is Yehuda able to inspire Yosef to do so? And Derbe explains with an with, with with an introduction as follows. <clears throat> it's brought down in Lekut Torah from the Alter Rebbe and Parshas Baloischa, and also in the Chassidic discourse of Parshas Yigash, when Yehuda tells Yosef, "Ki av the of because your servant, referring to Yosef at Sadik, became a guarantor for the for the child, referring to Biyamin. So it's, it's explained in Chassidus, and the Chassidic discourse there were mentioned from, from the Alter Rebbe, that this that the Jewish people are able to be guarantors one for the other. Why? How can we be guarantors? I'm me and you're you. How can we be a guarantor? Because the truth is, we're really all mixed in together. Arvis comes from Muravim. We're all mixed up. We're all mixed in together. In other words, and that's one. Says, that's one of the reasons why the Jewish people are compared to our candelabra. The Menorahs of Kula were compared to this to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the golden candelabra. Why? When when Hashem told Moshe to make the Menorah, how did He tell him to make the Menorah? He says, "Miksha teyasa Menorah." You should make it hammered out. It was one piece, and from the one piece, you were able to separate and make a manure out of it. What does that mean practically? You took a piece of gold, and you banged it. So before this, this piece was on top, it comes in the bottom. And this piece before it was in the bottom, goes on top. And then it somehow gets all, you know, mixed into the right shape. And therefore, you end up being a beautiful manure. So everything's the same thing also. All Jewish people are really all together. And there's no, you can't say this one's higher, this one's lower. We're all one. And that's why we called Adam. Why are we called Adam? Because we're all the Jewish people are one, one human being. Arvus, how can we guarantee one for the other? Because really, we're all one. What does that mean? It never explains as follows. This that we say that we're all one, <coughs> we're all one, is higher than the fact that we're mixed together. Another like this: when you say that we're all mixed together in one pot, okay. Every, everyone's unique, everyone's separate, but we're all mixed together in one pot. Same thing also with the menorah. In other words, you had one, 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 one uh, uh, piece of gold, and you, you hammered it here, and you hammered it here, this was on high, this was on top, it came in the bottom, but kind of came on top. So there's still, you see that there was a top, there was a bottom, and now it's all one piece, etc. But it's still, there was a top and a bottom, there's still a top and a bottom. That's one level level. Everyone, this one's a top, bottom, we're all connected. A deeper level is, we're all one. Adam Echad, we're one. It's not about high or lower. No, no, we are one. So when we say that we're all united, we're all responsible for another, there's two levels. One way is everyone is unique, but we each have responsibility for the other. We're all one nation. Multiple people, one nation. A step deeper is, no, we're, we're one. It's not one nation made up of multiple people. We're one people. In other words... This that we're called Adam 
Because when you unify the, the, the different limbs in the body, there's two components to it. What, what does that mean? On one hand, we have different limbs in our body. And each one complements each other. And they work in unison. They work in unity. Because they all need each other. In other words, on one hand you have the head, and you have the body. And you have the feet and your hand. But the fact is, the head needs the, the feet, and the feet needs the hand, the hand. The head needs to needs the feet to take it somewhere. And the feet need the hand to, to, to give it direction. So when the head is giving direction, who's in charge? The head is. But when you have to go somewhere and the feet are taking you, then the feet are in charge. So when you divide it up in different roles and every different, so even though yes, we're all part of one body, but nevertheless, everyone has its time that today he's the head, tomorrow it's the head, and so on and so forth. Everyone has their unique component. So on that level, yeah, there's a higher and a lower, but again, it's all, we're all unified. And the same thing applies to the Jewish people. What does that mean? Every Jew, every person has their unique quality. And whatever quality everyone has, that's the one that feeds the Jewish people with the quality, your unique quality. In other words, so we each complement each other and we, 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 we unify each other by each doing our unique gift that we have. And also, there's, there's, today this one's on top, tomorrow that one's on top, today this one's on bottom, the other one's on bottom. And, and you don't know because it constantly changes. That's one level. That everyone's unique, and one day, this one's in charge, and he doesn't in charge, but ultimately all together. But then there's a whole different level of unity. The unity is we're all part of one body. That means we're all one. It's not about higher, lower, me, you, today, tomorrow. We're all one, and that is un- that that applies to all the limbs that we have, and the same thing also applies to the Jewish people. That all the Jewish people are really, really one. And if because we're all one, we are one. So in other words, like this. There's two levels of unity. One is everyone's unique, but we're unified. And one is, no, no, we're really all one. So the says like this. When Yehuda went ahead and he took, a, and he was a guarantee for, 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 for Yemen. He was an Arif. What does that mean? He went ahead and he connected himself in the most strongest way. Because we know he said, if I don't bring him back, I'm giving up this world and the next world. I mean, he really committed to him. Where did it come from? Why would he give up everything for his brother? Because the fact is, it's not because he was doing something to our brother. He's he and his brother is brother. No, he's really one with his brother. Higher than we're, okay, I'm you and you're me and tomorrow you'll need me. No, it's not that. We're really, really one. So what do you mean? If, if Binyamin's not coming back, I'm not coming back. I'm willing to give both worlds because we're really, really one. And so, so there was a, this type of level of oneness, that we're all one, who's the one that said it? Yehuda said it. And specifically Yehuda. Why? Because what is Yehuda? Which sphere? He's a sphere of Malchus. And what's the source of Malchus? Kesser. And in Kesser itself, the higher level of Kesser, the essence of Kesser, which is above the vision. So because Yehuda is Malchus, and Malchus is connected to the higher level of Kesser, it's all one. Therefore, he was able to take on Arvus for his brother. He was become a guarantor for his brother because he was really one with his brother. And Rebbe said a step further. When Yehuda told Yosef, Ki avdecha Arvus hanar, because your servant, Yehuda, I took Arvus, I was a guarantee for my brother. 
And the guarantee that I took wasn't because I'm me and he, he's him and uh, etc. One big one today, he's in charge tomorrow. I'm in charge. No, no, no. The, the reason why I'm a guarantor because we really were all one. The message he was sending Yosef, we're really all one. Because in its source and Kesser, there's no me, you, him. It's all really one. It's really all one. So when he said that to Yosef, Yosef was impacted by it. At least on a le- on a makif level. He was totally like, wow, we're really all one? And Yosef felt that we were only one. And that's when Yosef, the Torah tells us, well, Yochel, Yosef, Lee he couldn't hold back. How could I not tell my brothers who I am? And that's when he confessed. He confessed when Yehuda sent home the important message that really we're all one by demonstrating why he took guarantee for his brother. And based on this, Jehovah explains what, what does it mean when he tells when Yehuda tells Yehudah <clears throat> what does that mean? Paroi we said is what? Keser. Which level of Keser? The highest level of Keser. So he's telling Kikamoicha Kaparoi. You, Yosef Atzadik. Yosef. Kamoicha, you. What's, what, which is represented by Zah, Yosef Zah, what's your real source? Not the Nishtalshalas, where it flows, the lower level Kesser. No, your real source is Etzema Kesser, the essence of Kesser, which is higher than the lower level Kesser, which is a source for Zah. And in the lower level, there's, there's different levels. No, the truth is that Yosef, you're connected to Pari, the essence of Kesser. We're all one there. In other words, the reason why Zoh is even created, a level was created. And even the source of Zoh, which is Kesser, which is the source of Zoh, is the ultimate goal is to fulfill the intent of Pneumius Kesser, the higher level of Kesser. And by Yehuda, which is Malchus, and we know Malchus is connected to Pneumius Kesser. Because even after it comes down into this world, it's still connected and it feels its source. So he tells Yosef at Sadiki Kaparoi. Remember, we all come from the same place. We're all one. So Yosef got it. He got it. It, it, it. He connected to it. A the light bulb went off, and that because Yoda told them, "Really, we're all one. Don't do it for revelation." Do it because be adoini. There's something that I need. Don't do it because you're going to get something from it. Do it because I need it. Allow yourself to be a conduit, to be the flow of energy for Malchus, what Malchus needs. By doing that, you'll fulfill the ultimate intent of Premius Akasar. Not that you should be giving because you're the giver. The receiver that needs, a child, a student, whoever needs, Allow them to get what they need. Allow yourself to flow. It's not always about you. So based on this, Jehovah explains the connection of Biadoini. Where Yehuda says Biadoini, you know, there's a loud kesser. Allow yourself, the, 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 the Malchus, to be the recipient of whatever you have from, from, from Zah, from Yesoid. And what's the connection with Kamoicha Kaparoi? Because it knows by Kamoicha Kaparoi, since we're dealing with the essence of Kesser, since you're focused on the fact that the essence of Kesser were all one, that's the reason why Biadoini. In other words, when Yosef realized, and he got it, that the ultimate source of Zah, because why was Zah even created to begin with, is Pneumius a Kesser, not the lower level of Kesser. 
And to that inspired Yosef to give and allow himself to Malchus to receive what it has to receive. So that you can fulfill the ultimate of Kesser. So in other words, the first thing you're saying is that when Yosef got that's when he was able to be he was able to, to allow Yehuda to receive what he had to receive. That's one, that's one, that's one component. A step further, of the connection between Kikamoich and Kamari and Adonia. So the first, to recap, just to get clear, because so we're going to the second one. The first one is Kikamoich, because when Yosef got Kikamoich, the source, the ultimate goal is Primius Akasar, so therefore he allowed Biadoni for Yehuda to receive what he had to receive from Yosef. Another explanation ever says that through the fact that Yosef goes ahead and gives Malchus what it needs because of Malchus, through that now he'll receive Primius Akasar, Kikamoich Kaparoi. And it was like this. It's, it's a circle. When you when when you Yosef got the concept, and therefore he was able to allow Malchus to receive. So he wasn't giving because he was giving, he was giving because Malchus needed it. So it wasn't coming from a reveal because he wanted some kind of benefit. And he was doing it to fulfill the intent of Primius Akesar, Kamoicha Kaparoi. And that's why he that's why he allowed Malchus to receive it. And then he received full circle. He got the revelation of Premius Akesha. So based on this, Rebbe explains, this is the connection of Ayigash Elav Yehuda. Where Yehuda comes to Yosef. With the Haftari that says, of Ayigash where it speaks about, and that in the future, ultimately, Yehuda is going to be the one on top. Higher than Yosef. Why? Because even when Yehuda came to Yosef, so... What looks like Yosef's giving to Yehuda? No, no, no. But Yehuda, but Yosef already got the point that Yehuda's really where it's at. That Malchus is where it's at. It's about Malchus has a need. So it wasn't Yehuda. Yosef was coming big shot. Okay, but I'm going. I'm going to be the one to give her. Yosef got it that Malchus needs something, and not only that Malchus needs something. Afterwards, he's going to actually receive from Yehuda. Because by him allowing himself that Malchus to receive what needs to receive from Yosef at Sadiq, from then he will actually receive from Pnimiya Sakasar. Just like what's going to be like when Mashiach comes, that Zah is going to receive from Malchus, so Yosef already got it then. So here, it's a powerful insight that I was saying. That Malchus receives from who? From Yosef. Why did Yosef allow himself for Malchus to receive? Because he realized what the Kabbana of Primius Akesar is all about one. And once he allowed him to do that, Yosef himself was able to receive from Primius Akesar. And Rebbe finished off and he says, he says it's known, the explanation of the Friedrich Rebbe, on the Chassidic Discourse of Abdi David Melech Aleyhem, and the reason that King Mashiach, Melech Mashiach, is called David Melech. Why is he called David? Because what does David represent? King David represents the idea of Anova in Bittal. Humility and acceptance. It was even though King David was a king, but he called himself, you read in the Psalms, Ani Be'evyoin. He was a king, but he called himself poor and destitute. Why? Because he had ultimate humility. And the same thing also, when, the, when it's going to come, Melech Mashiach, the King Mashiach, even though he's going to have tremendous qualities, he's going to be the King Mashiach. As we said, it says in the prophets, Hashem, the Spirit of God is going to be on him. And he's going to learn Torah with, with, the, with the patriarchs of Moshe Rabbeinu. But nevertheless, the quality of Mashiach is going to have the ultimate in humility, an ultimate acceptance. How is that going to play out? That he's going to learn 
Torah with simple people. Learning Torah with the Avois and Moshe Rabbeinu, that's, a, that's huge. But when he sits down and learns with a simple person, that's humility. Why? Because he's giving, giving Malchus what it needs. That's humility. And Rebbe says, we know that all the revelations that's going to happen when Mashiach comes is all dependent on our avoider now in Golis. So self-understood that if you want to bring Mashiach, you want Mashiach to come quicker, is to learn Torah and teach Torah, the revealed part of Torah and the chassidus part of Torah, to every single person, but even and specifically to simple people. And you should do it with humility and acceptance. In other words, learning Torah, spreading chassidus, should be in a way, not because you have a benefit you're getting from it. Like we say, you teach and you're getting something because you're going you're gonna to have more clarity. No, you shouldn't learn because you're going to benefit from it. But you should do it because the student needs to learn. Not about a benefit, not anything you're going to have from it, just because a student needs to learn. And like, like we explained just before at length, do it because a student needs it. It's not about the teacher, it's not about the parents, it's not about the educator. It's about the students, about the child, the child needs it, give the child what the child needs. And the more it's harder for you to do, because as simple as a child is, that's where it's at. And when you do that, you'll bring in the highest level, you'll bring in the premius akasar, the atzim nefesh. And by behaving in such a way, and learning Torah, and specifically with simple people, we will make Mashiach come quicker, and we'll actually usher in the promise of the Avdi David Malach Aleim Lo'ilam that King David is going to be the king forever. The David Avdi Nasilam Lo'ilam King David will be the prince forever, and that's going to happen when Mashiach comes. Bekarayv Mamash, and he had great and most powerful Hasidic discourse with powerful teachings about um, the ultimate in acceptance, humility, and by giving the giver what the giver needs. Not because you're getting in benefit, that will ultimately great, create the greatest revelation. As Rabbi says, the greatest revelation of Mashiach coming speedily in our days. Hopefully, next class will be in your Shalayim, Irak Kodesh, with Mashiach Titkenu. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.